Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I've been trying to drink more water, but like three bathroom breaks per hour, very disruptive. True that. Wearing turtlenecks for warmth and not to cover up hickeys. Who knew? I remember hickeys. I was really good at covering them up. Did it for friends all the time. You know what, Sarah? I am saying goodbye to normal, and gosh darn it, I am okay with it. Have such a good day. Hello and welcome, everyone, to another fun-filled edition of Have Such a Good Day, the show that wants you to do just that. Hey, buddies. Hey, pals. Please, try to save us from ourselves today. <laughs> wow, starting off on the right foot, huh, <laughs> it's, it's been a week. It has been a week. a week, but you know what? It ended, well, it ended last night in a way because today's, today's Friday, but I did have a couple cocktails for the first time in a very long time, so it ended on a high note, I would say. Well, well that's good to hear. You probably aren't listening to this until sometime in March, <laughs> uh, but uh, but it does happen to be a Friday when we are recording, so... Ha ha, not live after all, everyone. TGIF. That. Yeah, <laughs> we, that's the beauty of podcasts, right? I mean, we, we hope you're kind of up to date, but if you're not, I mean, you can listen to an episode from six months ago if you feel like it, all good. It's actually fun to do that. And it doesn't even matter a lot of times because the subjects that we talk about aren't usually super topical. And, uh, you know, so they don't age like uh, we do. <laughs> Except that we do do a weekly roundup at the beginning of the show this is of how true. our weeks have been, is which true. is pretty topical. But that is. yeah, it's, just, it's a little of everything. You never know what you're going to get. Where are we in the world? What is time? Is it a flat circle? No one knows. <laughs> the ladies that I met last night for these cocktails that I speak of, they're my new kind of Humboldt friends. And this is like the first time I've actually gone out with some girls, like seriously, in the last year that weren't my like previous friends. Sure. And they have very interesting names. They're very, they sound very exotic. Their names are Onda, Alexandra, and Sasha. So those are like my new, my new lady friends. And I'm, I, I had a great time with them last night. It was really fun. And it was so refreshing to just hang out with people and, you know, hear about these girls' lives that, you know, new, new friends, you know, new people I don't know much about. It was, it was very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Humboldt, California, for anyone who's like, where's Heather? Uh, it's a... It's a county. It's a county. Northern California. Big state. It's, uh, it's up near the top. Cool spot. I've actually never been there, so I 
think it's cool. I don't really have any firsthand experience, <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and guess it's cool. But uh, yes, known for weed and trees <laughs> and farms and all the good things. And really good farmed food, local farms, actually wine and beer and cider. There's actually like a lot of beer and cider um, stuff up here, which I find, find interesting. There's a lot of new things that I'm learning. It's not just a creepy van county, Sarah. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm a creepy van fan myself. In fact, on my walk <laughs> with Otis last night, we've been doing these evening walks because the sun is staying out just slightly longer than it was you yeah. know, a couple months ago. It's and great, yeah. So I'm like at 5 p.m. I got an hour still before mm -hmm. it's 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 getting dark, and I like it because then I don't have to like I don't know get everything done like really early in the morning. So anyway, long story, but. There are, I have this, I have this thing that I really enjoy, which is vanity license plates. And sometimes mm -hmm. they make sense to me and sometimes they don't. And I've walked past this one house a million times and there's this really cool old VW bus that's always parked in the driveway. And, and it's kind of beat up, but it's just, it's so old that you're like, I love it. And it's bright orange. I mean, it's just, I love yeah, I just want one. And mm. I just never noticed the vanity plate until yesterday. And it's Larry. Oh my God, I love that. I'm surprised you didn't notice that. <laughs> that's great. I was like, one day someone's going to be like, maybe getting in the bus and I'm going to be like, Larry. Like, hey, Larry. Yeah, Yo, Larry. And he'll be like, <laughs> or she, who knows. How do you know me? I'll be like, because of your vanity plate, man. I love it. You know, my first boyfriend had, I think I mentioned this on the show before, he had a bright orange VW bus with like a Porsche engine. They like modded oh, it. His dad okay. modded it. And that that van was incredible. I remember getting in a car accident in it. And they're very unsafe because, yeah, I remember I was eating an ice cream cone and we he rear-ended somebody and the, the ice cream flew off the cone and, you know, we jolted forward and the problem with those vans is that they have no it's just a piece of metal in the front mm, and there's yeah. nothing else and they get completely dented in they're, they're very dangerous actually but there is a new uh, vw electric uh, van coming out have you seen those sarah mm, i'm not sure there's so many dope. ev cars these days it's hard to keep up yeah totally no i agree so how's your week been sarah well thank you for asking it's been <laughs> it's been fine uh i've had a really uneventful week you mentioned going out for cocktails and i through no i was gonna say fault of my own i haven't had a cock well i haven't had a cocktail and like i don't even know maybe it was like last year on my birthday or something because i'm not much of a cocktail person yeah but i haven't had any alcohol in like i don't know two months no wine or anything no nothing wow. yeah because i haven't been going anywhere and i sort of i'm in kind of save money mode you know tax season's coming up and i gotta i gotta uh count count my change where i can and mm -hmm. not that i'm buying like crazy like expensive bottles of wine when i do want a nice vino with dinner but i was like you know you know what i'll do is try to when i go to the grocery store because i i love grocery stores and i often end up buying like <laughs> $45 vitamins because I stood there long enough and I convinced store. myself that I needed to buy them. And, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm just one person. I'm not feeding anybody else. And mm -hmm. I'm, you know, walking out of the grocery store with like plenty of food, but still it's like, that's a chunk of change. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I'm going to just pay more attention to the bottom line here when I'm going in and be just a little bit more purposeful with what I'm getting. And things like wine don't actually need that to survive. And when sure. you cut it out, boy, do you save money. So yeah, it's been a while. And I do you even crave it. 
no, because I'm not going anywhere. I'm not doing anything. I'm yeah. working or I'm staying home or I'm, you know, quickly doing some errands and mm -hmm. there's just no real celebration to be had and I'm okay with it because yeah. I'm sleeping well. So there you you're, go. You're, um, you're okay with the, the new normal. You know, it's funny. I, I'm not a cocktail person anymore either. And I used to be, and it was weird actually having a cocktail last night. You know, it's just, it has that celebratory vibe for sure. Um, but I definitely drink wine. It, for me, it's more of the ritual. One glass of wine, most nights, red wine. And it's just like, it's that marker of like the end of a day you know totally. and i can just like chill out put my feet up and enjoy something and it's like more symbolic it's not about me getting drunk or buzzed i don't care about that it's more just to like take it down a notch you know hey i'm with you i i i may have mentioned on a previous episode red wine does not agree with me anymore and it's a real mm -hmm. bummer because well, I like all wine. I've always liked wine. That is, if I never have a beer or any sort of like liquor again, sure, maybe I'd miss it every once in a while, but it doesn't really matter. But wine, yeah. I do love. But I finally come to terms, well, I came to terms a while ago, but I just kept hoping it would go away that even a glass of red wine, just one, um, when I'm well hydrated, I've had food, the whole thing, I'm thick in the morning, I yeah. overheat overnight, and the whole next day, I'm just kind of like not firing on all cylinders. Yeah. And I can't make that go away. And so red wine is kind of out. Yeah. That's and, a bummer. and of course, over the winter, because we're, you know, it's, it's still, you know, it's pretty cold where I live at night. And so, yeah, that kind of like, okay, I'm hunkered in for the night, you know, glass of wine with dinner, maybe watch a show. That all sounds great in theory, but I'm like, well, I can't drink red wine. And I'm like, probably not going to make myself a hot toddy. And white <laughs> wine sounds cold. And I just am like, yeah, I'm not doing it. So that's just the end of that. Yeah. The, you know, it's funny. I think it was like a week or so ago. We went to, there's like a little like winery uh, with like an outdoor patio that's like their own wine. And they had a, a Chardonnay like hot toddy. And I thought, uh, I'm not like the biggest Chardonnay fan, but it was so good. It was like Chardonnay and lemon and like and uh, i don't remember what else it was hot and it had a cinnamon stick in it it really did mm. taste like like a um penicillin or like a hot toddy kind of thing it was <gasps> penicillin? Really good. yeah there's a drink called the penicillin oh gosh okay yeah <laughs> mm, yummy antibiotic taste <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i don't know chardonnay can be really smooth sometimes i mean i trust me oh, i love a chardonnay but but yeah, not when I'm kind of cold and in mm -mm. like long johns. Definitely not. It's just not, <laughs> no. you know, it's like, mm, no, thank you. <laughs> well, so you asked me how my week was. And besides feeling like I'm, I don't know, doing okay on the health front, I have been uh, fascinated slash annoyed with some of my friends who are much better at money management than I am. I mentioned, <laughs> hey, so when you go to the grocery store, Sarah, maybe cut out things that are expensive that you don't really need in order to like be healthy. So this is been, what they told you. That, no, no, no. This is what I'm doing okay. when I go to the grocery store because I got to save money. I'm, I'm a very poor person. I don't mm -hmm. have money. So um, I've got this group of friends who are very into crypto right now, you know, it's a, you know, sort of Bitcoin and Ethereum mm -hmm. and, um, you know, all, all of that stuff. It's, I'm going to stay real surface because if you don't know what 
cryptocurrency is. <laughs> this will not be of any interest to you. I know a lot about it because I have to talk about it for work occasionally. Mm -hmm. And I'm also interested because I'm interested in things that are trendy and financial stuff is very beyond me when I apply it to my life. But I kind of like to know what's going on in the world. And this group of friends are almost like day trader level of enthusiasm about this. And mm -hmm. so most of it is completely over my head. However, sometimes, you know, and this is like Slack channels, right? So there's all this activity. I don't even read all of it half the time because I'm like, there's like 400 messages in the last hour that I haven't read. Like that's just going into the ether. I don't need to like scroll up and like mm -hmm. figure out where somebody moved their crypto wallet to mm -hmm. kind of thing. So it's like, I'm getting like, maybe 25% of the information, but I like it because I feel like at least I'm a fly on the wall of people who are like, oh, I bought this currency with, you know, this other currency and I, you know, traded it and now it's up like 30% and I took my profits and yeah, that's capital gains, but like still I sort of made money from doing nothing. I mean, this is not unlike somebody who's active in the stock market same sure. idea it's just mm -hmm. all you know it's it's a brave new world then you got nfts for art that's a whole thing so i find it fascinating and yet because i'm not actively participating because it's like i don't have ten dollars like just sitting around where i'm like ah just burn it doesn't matter you know it's kind of like gambling to me when mm -hmm. I go to Vegas, I'm like, mm, the money I have is the money I for sure have. Mm -hmm. If I gamble it, sure, I might make more, but I might lose all of it. I'd rather yeah. just have it. That's that's my safety I'm the zone. same, yeah. Yeah. And so the whole, like, the high of being part of something and making bets and hoping you're right and kind of being okay if you're not right, because maybe you'll be right next time, is just terrifying to me. It's too risky. It's terrifying to me and I'm just not flush with cash where I'm like, you know what, let's just, let's have some fun here, you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. with, with a few hundred dollars that I wasn't going to use. I'm like, I use every dollar and sometimes I'm like <laughs> not in the black. So, mm -hmm. so I'm, <laughs> I try not to be like sort of jealous, you know, when someone's like, yeah, I mean, I could like literally buy a car with my winnings from what I made, but I'm going to go ahead and invest it in this other new thing. Cause I heard Elon Musk might invest, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> totally, yeah. And I'm like, God, it's like the rich get richer. Uh, mm -hmm. You got to have no, money so to make money. Uh, you know? So mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm like, and again, these are my friends. So I don't, you know, I'm not like that annoyed, but I'm just like, it would just be so nice to to be in a position where you're like, yeah, I'm fine. All my bills mm -hmm. are paid. And then sure. I have this fun money left over to be able to be part of the crypto boom <laughs> and and maybe make like 30 grand in a week. Do you think that you would, if you did have, you were flush with, you know, extra cash, do you think you would play it? I don't know. I mean, well, it's not really, you're not really playing. I mean, well, it's, I know. it's, yeah. re it's real money, but I, I mean, I'm so... I'm so far behind being at that point. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even contribute to an IRA. Sure. You know, I have no benefits. I have to pay my own health insurance, mm -hmm. you know, car payment. You know, I mean, yeah. the whole thing is like, I don't have, I don't, I'm, I'm just, it's just not happening. Yeah. So I, I have no idea. I don't know what it would be like to be like, yeah, I got money. I got lots of money. 
But don't forget, mo money, mo problems. Yeah, I, know. I, <laughs> that. I don't really subscribe to that. I, <laughs> I believe that money will not solve all problems, but it solves a lot of problems, it turns does. out. The, yeah. All the things that I think about in any given week, you know, it's been a week since we sat down. I'm like, how many times did I think about money this week? Oh, a lot. Multiple yeah. times per day where I'm like, oh, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? You know, it's a game of Tetris. It always is. But, uh, but yeah, I, I'm also uh, very lucky. I've got, you know, money. I've got a roof over my head. I have my health. Don't have mm -hmm. a lot of money but I know it could be much worse. So I hope I don't sound like I'm complaining too much. I, it's just one of these things where I'm like, okay, I cannot participate in this exciting thing that a lot yeah. of other people are participating in and I just have to be okay with that. And so I will be. Well, I, li I like that. I mean, that's a really good attitude, Sarah. And Thank you, uh, I, I would be the same. I am not a gambling woman at all. And I'm, you know, trying to harness the risky, huge chaotic business that my dad was so good at managing but i i don't want that like i want to harness it and hmm. simplify it because I, I i feel like i am a risk taker in some ways but not as much as my dad my dad really understood how to you know move money around and work with banks and and all that it's just not really my jam never been a gambling woman occasionally i'll throw a quarter into a slot machine if i'm in vegas just for funsies but I'm definitely not uh, throwing throwing money around just for fun. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, gosh, you know, it's been a bit of a whirlwind week. I mean, I feel like this week in particular, I've been, I'll wake up in the morning and I've been having very crazy dreams as usual. And it's just, it's like, I'm like, what day is it? <laughs> Every single day. I'm like, is it Saturday? Oh, no, no, it's Thursday. Well, it's like you're Tuesday. in good company. I feel, I think God. we're all a little bit like that these days. I like feel a little like spun out sometimes. I'm just like, I'm trying to manage a lot and I feel like it's been a bit stressful this week. There's um, been a lot of very specific things that my sister and I have had to investigate that have been, I told my boyfriend, I was trying to explain like my days with her and kind of dealing with unraveling this business stuff. It's like, we've opened up this can of worms that is my dad's business. And within that can of worms is a bunch of other cans of worms. And you keep opening these new, it's like you open one little thing and it's like, oh wow, it's way more complicated than I thought. Mm. So that's been kind of stressful, still being very productive though. And I'm just like, as long as I'm being productive every day and I'm getting something done and we're getting further along, I'm, I'm cool, you know, but yeah, you know, it's funny. I was just thinking about kind of being an adult and all of these very adult responsibilities that we have. And, you know, we've talked about adulting on the show and a lot of people hate that word. I don't know. You can call it whatever you want. Just being a responsible human that is, uh, I guess, past 30 years old. Um, you know, a lot of my friends and the world, I mean, are doing a lot of very uh, difficult things right now. And, you know, especially because of the pandemic. My friend Avril, she's a, a lawyer. She's extremely busy. She's got two kids. She's, you know, constantly doing stuff for other people. Um, her days are like packed, taking care of everybody. She just adopted a dog. And the other day she told us this story where this was via text thread, you know, she adopted this dog and she was at the park and opened the window. She was like talking on the phone or something and the dog jumped out 
and it was this super dramatic thing where she she was running barefoot i'm not really sure why she was barefoot but it was a sunny day in la and she was chasing after it and it was just like hearing the stories of like my friends that you know my other friend lisa and alice they're dealing with the ab5 thing you know they're independent contractors and that's like a total nightmare a whole other can of worms yeah this is a california thing yeah and then the distance learning thing i've got friends with kids who i mean it's just all of the extreme adulting my friend jamie aka jro she was like the other day wow everyone is adulting on extraordinary levels and it's true and i feel like i'm going through probate which i don't need to explain what that is because nobody really knows but i mean probate i like i never knew what that was that feels very adult i still don't know what it is <laughs> i know dealing with lawyers and banks it's essentially <laughs> like, heather's doing probate whatever that is sounds hard <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, in a nutshell, it's what you have to go through if things weren't totally buttoned up with like um, a will or a trust mm. or at banks where you, uh, someone who passed away has not named a beneficiary, you have to go through the courts oh. to officially be the um, beneficiary of like property. Sounds and, like and that something kind of that is not at the top of anyone's list. No, nobody knows what it means. <laughs> but I mean, anyway. like you and you also don't want to do it. No, no, to. it's like lawyers and courts and of course not. Yeah. I and mean, it, it wasn't that painful. It's just like I never knew what that was about. And right. it's actually interesting. A lot of these things that I am, I'm like at the same time, pretty fascinated like you were saying about like the crypto stuff it's like i am fascinated by it like wow i had no idea this existed that's what this is like god it's so crazy all these laws and all these hoops you have to jump through when life changes you know mm -hmm. but you know nobody really has an outlet right now and i think you know that's why we talk about our trials and tribulations of being an adult we don't really have an outlet it's really hard you know and last night when i was out with my new new lady friends I felt this like outlet. I was just like, oh my God, I don't even have to talk about probate. Like we can laugh and have fun and, yeah. and just be, be a gaggle of girls, you know? It was just. Yeah, I think it's a very trite phrase and I see it around all the time. And normally I'd be like, maybe slightly eye rolly, but when people say like, it's okay to not be okay. And you <laughs> yeah. see that a lot, right? It's mm -hmm. like every once in a while, it's like, Someone will tweet that mm -hmm. or you see it in some sort of, you know, similar form. And normally I'd be like, yeah, no, life is hard. But I, I do, I kind of embrace that sometimes because it's sure. like for all the things that you just listed, I, I mean, life is hard, but there's this added stress that we've all taken on and we've kind of gone through like panic and then like reluctant acceptance because mm -hmm. it's not going to be forever. And then it's like, gosh, but it's not like ending anytime soon. Mm -hmm. I'm really talking about pandemic stuff and how people have had to take on a lot of stuff at home and you can't go anywhere. And yeah, like your outlets with a gggle of girls, like that becomes this like extremely special event rather than totally. something that you get used to doing as kind of a way to blow off steam. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, I, I feel yeah, like the 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 sort of keep it together stuff is hard enough. And sometimes yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm glad that I'm not distracted by needing to like go make an appearance at someone's birthday drinks thing mm -hmm. or whatever, because there's so much other stuff to do. But I've gotten so used to it that that there are times where it kind of gets brought up. Like I have a friend who lives in L.A. who mentioned they might want to do a road trip and, and come see me at some point. And I'm like, 
great. But then I'm like, well, let me think about this though. Like when, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I mean, I don't have like a guest room for you. And like, what mm -hmm. if I'm working and like, where are we going to go? We just yeah. going to sit there, you know, like what if the Airbnb is full, then we really just kind of have to sit in my house, you know, <laughs> or just come and go and kind of be out of the way. It's like, it turns into this thing where I'm like, or it would just be easier for you to not come. Yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> let's have you not come. Let's take <laughs> a rain check. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, I want to, but I'm like, now it feels really unnatural to me. I agree. It's funny how that is happening. I, I, there's so much to talk about in this, this realm because, you know, we're, we're kind of experiencing this new normal and there's certain things that I feel comfortable with that I'm I, like, even venturing out. It's like, I just want to be home and I want to be cozy in my yeah. PJs. You know, it's like you, you really do adapt, you know, yeah. we are so good at that. And it's so true. Some of this stuff is like. It was, it was hard to kind of break the ice, you know, even just like, uh, I was like, kind of hemming and hawing, do I get a glass of wine last night? I'm like, everyone else was getting cocktails. I'm like, let's just do it, you know? But you're, <laughs> it's, it's just like, this is something that I used to do all the time, weekly, many times a week, you know, socialize. But, yeah. you know, it's, it's definitely more of a special occasion now. It's very interesting. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I am with you on that. I, uh, I look forward to the, the eventual cocktail. I'll have it at some point. But, uh, but yeah, it's, um, I'm really into this ridiculous reality show, uh, called Married at First Sight. Don't know if I've mentioned mm, it before. It. Yeah. I am, I mean, queen of trash television <laughs> and this is no exception. It's, there was this, uh, there was this series, it was like last year called Love is Blind, where like mm -hmm. people were, uh, encased in these rooms and they couldn't see each other, but they could talk. And then they decide, like, they talk to, like, a variety. Like, there's men and there's women, and they're all kind of mingling. But it's always just one-on-one -on -one at a time. Mm -hmm. And then they, like, decide who they want to marry. And then they marry that person. Mm -hmm. or, or they decide, like, oh, now that I know you in real life, I've decided not to marry you kind of thing. It's just ridiculous. This is even worse. It's uh, experts. I'm doing air quotes. Experts who work for, I don't even know where they work decide based on like a bunch of applications that they get um and as far as i know it's not same sex marriages yet not any of the uh series or seasons that i've seen but they 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 match up people and the people see each other and meet each other for the first time at their wedding so it's wow. like it's like the guy standing at the altar woman walks down the aisle they go like hi nice to meet you then they get married no and then way. yeah yeah it's <sighs> it's like an arranged marriage but like plus and then you decide whether or not you want to stay married or get a divorce. And most people don't stay married, but sometimes they do. I'm now three seasons in. I, I, who even knows? Like, who's kind watching of these shows? Like, there's this whole production. There's like 12 seasons. So I'm going backwards. But, uh, but this is, you know, one of my things where I'm like, normally I'd be like, am I like really going to watch two hours of um, uh, Married at First Sight? Like, no, I'm going to like go do something else. But now I'm like, well, it's dark uh no one no one's out anyway sure i'll do that and then i'll fight i'll feel myself falling asleep and then i'll go to bed woo hot <laughs> hot thursday night heather very sexy hot thursday night <laughs> i love it thank you but you know what honestly some of my best nights are being in my matching pjs under my weighted blanket mm -hmm. and watching a an old movie there you go well, speaking of uh, things to watch or listen to, obviously this is our little podcast. Um, uh, if you're if you're listening, thank you. By the way, probably not the only podcast that you listen to, but maybe it is. 
And I listen to lots of podcasts. Um, it is my, it's my new music. Not that I don't like music anymore, but there are just so many podcasts that I've added to my library. And so there's always hours and hours of content that I don't get to every week, you know, and these mm -hmm. are regular podcasts, sometimes daily podcasts. And so when I'm ready to like do a walk or a jog or something and I'm like, I got, I got an hour, you know, so maybe I'm like a little bit more leisurely or maybe I really only have a half hour. So I'm like, okay, let's pick up the pace. I always choose a podcast that's roughly about however much time I have so that from beginning to end, I'm kind of taken on a journey and it's mm -hmm. great. So I listen to a lot of stuff because I, I like to be, you know, outside walking my dog and, and putting in my steps. And it's funny how every podcast is that I listen to. I, I mean, I, I tend to go for, you know, some of the more obvious ones like radio lab and this American life and the New York times, the daily and 99% invisible. And those are highly produced podcasts. They're not always about the same thing. They're, they're very much, I mean, there's a style, but it's self-contained um, types of information. Mm -hmm. And then you have other podcasts, and I think ours would go into this category where it's like, sure, they're self-contained, but it's very much about the people behind the podcast. I mean, you and I yeah. are not spending this hour doing a deep dive on, you know, uh, I was going to say bombing Syria. We probably wouldn't do that. But, you know, anything where it's like, oh, like super like investigative reporting that we spent sure. the last six months doing, that's not really the nature of this. But it's definitely the nature of the personalities behind the podcast. And I like other podcasts like that as well. Sure. Um, in fact, my favorite podcasts are often just because I like the hosts. Mm -hmm. I like their back and forth. You know, sometimes other people will kind of come in. There's there's voices and names that you start to get familiar with. You start to build this understanding, whether it's accurate or not, of where they might live. Yeah. And just kind of how their lives are. I have this thing. My mom and I are really different this way where I got her into podcasting and she's like total podcast nut just like me, although we don't always listen to the same stuff. And she's like, oh, every time I hear a new voice, I have to look them up on the internet because I want to know what they look like. And I'm like, oh, I'm the exact opposite. I'm the exact opposite because I once saw Roman Mars. He's the host of 99% Invisible. He has a beautiful, velvety man voice. He's just so great to listen to. Mm -hmm. I looked him up once, or maybe I saw him by accident. I don't remember. And I was like, holy shit. That is just not <laughs> the person I thought you were. And, and I'm not saying that in a good or bad way. It's just you can never like imagine someone in your head and be accurate it no it shatters your imagination too can't, and it's nice to be stuck in your own imagination yeah totally and so i'm like i know i i don't really want to see what people look like although it does happen like i don't know it's like in their twitter profile pic or, i did the same thing whatever. with like peter sagel and like kai Rizdal. and oh, yeah, yeah it's funny i really wish i didn't not for any particular reason but i was so attached to their voices and i loved creating and fabricating my own image of what they would be like. Totally. So I, I mentioned podcasts because I, there, there's, there are a couple podcasts in that I'm thinking of in particular where it's like the behind the scenes is so kind of like saucy and juicy and, you know, sort of dramatic. Uh, one is not necessarily in a bad way, but there's a network called The Ringer, a lot of sports stuff, but a lot of like pop culture, television shows. The Ringer has a variety of podcasts. It's actually owned by Spotify now. I like The Ringer. Yeah. And I listen to um, 
this series called Binge Mode. It started with Game of Thrones, where it was just like this whole like like extremely deep dive on every single episode mm-hmm. of of every single episode in the whole series up until the end. And uh, it was hosted by this duo, Jason and Mallory, who worked for The Ringer. Jason actually has left, and he works somewhere else now. But the two of them were obviously good friends, worked together, super smart, and just, like, nerding out, like, times a million. (laughs) And it was just so enjoyable because you're like, I didn't even really relate Mm-hmm. But I was like, I just love how much you guys care about this mm-hmm. that I just, I mean, it was just, it was just like a, like a dessert treat. You know, every time <laughs> I'm like, ah, new binge mode. Yay. And they're kind of long episodes. So I'm like, I'm not going to go on a long walk. Yeah. And what's interesting is that they just finished the deep dive on the Marvel cinematic universe, mm-hmm. MCU, which is, you know, like all of the. Avengers and Captain America and Iron Man and there's like so many of them you know Mm -hmm. the Hulk right people say oh you can skip that one whatever like all that MCU stuff where I'm like I am so not in that but I am watching WandaVision on Disney plus so I'm like I guess I care more than I used to maybe I'll go you know I'll do their Marvel Marvel deep dive and it'll help me want to watch the movies that I kind of don't really want to watch otherwise just because their enthusiasm will keep me going but they actually just wrapped up their last Marvel episode and they're not doing binge mode anymore because again Jason one of the co-hosts has moved on and he's working for another outlet at the time and it's like those two are I mean, they like are like brought to tears on a regular basis because they love this stuff so much. And yeah. when something ends, it's like it's like literally like there's some crying going on, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and hugging. I love you so much and stuff. And it's like it is so authentic. Mm-hmm. Like I have been walking. I remember like because I've been d- listening to them forever, so I remember like some of my old LA walks, and I'd be like tearing up by myself. Aww. You know, with my headphones in and just thinking like someone will pass me and be like, that poor woman is crying. I'm like, no, it's just binge mode. (laughs) Like, I'm cool. Don't worry. I'm just really, I'm just really. uh, They're they're tears of joy. Tears of joy. I'm gutted. Yeah. So there's that. But there's another podcast. And this actually is like a really shitty story. But it's it's, uh, something that I, I know about. So I'll share it with all of you. There's another network called Gimlet Media. Gimlet Media also owned by Spotify. Coincidentally enough, Spotify is, you know, they're they're in the business of of buying podcast entities that are that are popular. So Gimlet Media uh, was very popular uh, as before it was even a company called Gimlet Media because there was a podcast called Startup. Some years ago, Alex Bloomberg, uh, who was an NPR guy, decided I want to start a podcast network, and so the first podcast series was about starting that network. And the podcast itself is called Startup. That's cool. And since then, uh, and it was, yeah, it was super popular and it was really well done. You know, good storytellers. And, you know, he found a partner and he hired a bunch of people and they were in an office in Brooklyn and then they expanded and then they, you know, decided to launch new podcasts. And it's a very different company than it was way back when. And I've been listening since the beginning. So I'm like, I love that, you know, behind the scenes BTS sort of love that. Oh, like we're telling stories, but our story is also our story. Mm -hmm. And that is woven through uh, often one of the one of the podcasts, which is I believe 
uh, ended up being their most popular, meaning the most listened to, was a podcast called Reply All. And I'm saying it in the past tense because Reply All recently went through a lot of drama and is currently on hold. And the reason is there's some information that's a little bit murky, but I will try to... Um, I will try to simplify it as best I can. So the show itself was a weekly show uh, primarily hosted by these two guys, Alex Goldman and PJ Vogt. And they have a really good rapport and they're funny and they're like super dialed into the internet and they do some of these, sometimes it's kind of just like a quirky, fun hour show about whatever. And sometimes it's like, whoa, you like flew to India to meet a scammer that you talked to on the phone and like, actually did that and like found out stuff or you know mm. it, like it's like this is this is a real show and yeah. some of the episodes you're like wow this must have taken you guys a lot of time and resources and and the whole thing and there's there's a team beyond the show it's not just the two guys but recently there and sometimes they do like a you know, a little mini series within the series. Like, okay, mm -hmm. for the next three episodes, it's going to be about this thing. Like the Indian scammer story was like not just one self-contained episode. It, 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 it spanned over a few. And one of these little mini series within the show was about the magazine Bon Appetit mm. and how there was a, um, a work culture going on behind the scenes that was unfair to people of color and minorities and there was a you know a stuff where it is not that it's ever been appropriate but very much not appropriate and a lot of that stuff is out in the open these days and mm -hmm. a lot of companies have had you know reckonings of sorts and people in positions of power and management have had to you know either change your tune or lose your job or you know that that is that is I will not say cancel culture because I think that's the stupidest effing term in the entire world, but you know what I'm getting at, that yeah. sort of thing that's going on. And for, and you know, largely really good reasons, right? It's mm -hmm. like people are like, this shit's got to change. And it is slowly mm -hmm. but surely. I, I have to believe that. But this miniseries about Bon Appetit was this like, again, deep investigative, lots of people on record and in interviews, lots of background about how the magazine under Condé Nast was set mm -hmm. up and Anna Wintour's kind of in it. And they, you know, it's, it was like, oh, this is really fascinating. Well, turns out that Gimlet Media, which is the company that produces Reply All, and Reply All is the show that was producing this Bon Appetit series, mm -hmm. was going through a uh, some workers wanted to unionize and this is like a couple of years ago and you know when workers want to unionize within a company there are often people who want to unionize and then other people who don't support unionization mm -hmm. and I'm not going to get into whether that's good or bad because it's different for every company but it sounds as though the folks who wanted to unionize at Gimlet Media were uh, people who in many ways felt like underrepresented, not heard, um, and didn't have opportunities for in, a, advancement that they felt were unfairly, you know, kind of targeting the lower level positions. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of this was, you know, just sensitive stuff. And sure. it sounds like 
some of the folks at Reply All, and this is according to people who who worked there, so I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm only going to pontificate so much. We're not only against the unionizing of these particular workers, but um, kind of actively did not support this, mm-hmm. which is was seen by many people who were trying to be proactive as you're trying to keep us down kind mm-hmm. of thing. Well, that all sort of was happening behind the scenes. And when the Bon Appetit story started to air, that story was kind of similar in mm-hmm. the way that the story itself was, here are these people who are like extremely accomplished culinary chefs who are working behind the scenes for this magazine and it's very sweatshoppy and you know they're getting overlooked for people because it's like you know a boys club or Mm -hmm. something that you know maybe has some racial bias and the whole story and it was it was good you know I I listened to a couple episodes and I'm like this is like really fascinating I had no Mm -hmm. idea and you know which is that's that I love that about podcasts and some of the folks at Gimlet were like this is like really inappropriate because this is what we were going through at the company that's producing the series as if they're a little bit more holier than thou than mm-hmm. what was going on at Bon Appetit. And like, this is like really upsetting. Mm-hmm. Well, the the Bon Appetit series has not even aired in its entirety. They're just like shelving the rest of it. Wow. One of the hosts has left Reply All. The like main senior producer who was great, um, she has also stepped away from the wow. show. I don't believe either of them have left the company, but it's like, whoa, what? Like, and this all happened like very recently within the mm-hmm. last couple of weeks. And at there, and there's kind of this underlying, because now I'm sort of following certain people who are mm-hmm. employees at the company on Twitter. Like, where am I going to get more information about what, like what happened? Yeah. I, there's obviously some, some details some that scandal. are pretty damning. Yeah. yeah. You know, because... You don't just sort of go like, oh, someone's mad at me. I guess I'll just leave my like hit show. You know, yeah. it's, there's 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 things going on. And I don't want to point blame because, of course, I don't work there. But I'm like, this is a very strange, like ultra meta, like <laughs> inception thing going on where wow. it's like, yeah, there are many layers to it. And and it kind of at least where we stand at the time of this recording is like, OK, so now the show I liked is basically no more. And mm-hmm. maybe it will come back. Maybe it'll be better. Maybe it never will. Don't know. But that was a whole thing that happened. And that's like so many layers under me being like, new episode. Cool. Let me go on a walk. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I guess no, my no, point it's... of this is like, you just never know what's going on with people. God, it's so funny that that's sort of the moral of the story. Because I was just talking about that last night. You really don't. And the thing is, especially now with the mainstream media, you don't really know if you're being fed lies or fact, and you have to do your own research. And yeah, it's it's hard to really know. Like I'm, I, I've been thinking a lot about this because I've been watching the Woody Allen and Mia Farrow documentary. I've just watched the first episode um, on HBO, and although it's only one episode out, but that is a really crazy story too. And there's always two sides, and you know you're getting, you, you know you you've gotten this side from Mia Farrow. Um, and, but then you hear these other stories about how kind of militant she was. And it's just like, you don't really know. And the documentarians are painting a certain picture. Um, but who really knows what happened? And you will, we'll never know. I mean, you can, I feel like 
think I feel like history and facts have just gotten more and more twisted. It's hard to really know what to believe. Um, but that's interesting. I did listen to that podcast a bit back in the day, but it's funny also when I have memories too of I was thinking about what our memories are now because of the pandemic. You know, a lot of people have like Zoom memories and like, what are your memories from last year? Like having, hanging out in your PJs. Like, you know, I feel like now when I look back on the last year, I have a lot of memories of walks listening to a podcast, like that particular interview with Mark Marin. or, and it's funny how that becomes a memory. You know, it's like your, your, your brain has to calculate something. Oh, yeah, sure. It's, it's yeah. all very fascinating. Yeah. No, I, I, I truly remember, uh, crying on a walk in LA mm -hmm. and like the street I was like crossing where you at the were. Time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And just being like, I look kind of weird right now, but uh, well, whatever. I can't stop. <laughs> no, I, I actually remember, I recall that. I remember you, I think you even had a cold open at one point that was like, I was crying on my, my walk and people thought I looked weird or whatever, but you know, the pandemic speaking of has really created, uh, all kinds of existential crises and has really kind of turned like the fashion industry, uh, on its head. Um, and I'm not going to get into that. I mean, it's, I've been reading a lot of fascinating articles about how, you know, fashion designers have really had to go full 180. Uh, they just, they can't do what they did before. And a lot of people are, you know, hustling to sell all the stuff that they don't wear, which I've been saying that for years that I'm going to do that, but it's just, it's kind of a pain. Um, and I, I really haven't gotten to it yet and I bet people won't even buy the stuff anymore because who needs, uh, you know, a sequence top, um, <laughs> for their zoom meetings. Anyway, it's, you know, affected identities, whatnot, but it also has opened, you know, our minds to like new things, uh, like at least for me, you know, we all kind of have had to change our style and we're like forced to, which sometimes can be kind of a blessing. And I, I never owned a turtleneck. I maybe a cowl neck. That is, that is surprising to okay, me. Let me, let me, let me take a step back. In the nineties, I probably had one from the gap because they were very popular then. Um, I didn't pair them with like mom jeans or anything because that was sort of the style in the nineties, but they were really popular back then and they were kind of a staple. So yes, I think I had like a, a Kelly green one or something. I've definitely had turtlenecks before, but I haven't in the past like 10 years ever really thought about them or wanted one because I would see like a guy wearing a turtleneck like at work or something. And I always felt like they were sort of creepy on men oh poor men wearing turtlenecks i think it's such a good look I, well now i do i've changed i've definitely like uh reverse engineered this one <laughs> so i have completely changed my mind on turtlenecks actually i'm kind of fascinated by them they make me feel kind of chic and powerful they're, they're an interesting garment and i wanted to talk a little bit about the history because i kind of went down this rabbit hole like when did the turtleneck come to be and so apparently, allegedly, they kind of popped up around 1927. They were like popularized by this one designer who basically wove like a collar into a sweater. And so then it kind of, you know, evolved from there. But it's been around for like, you know, hundreds of years and work, you know, symbols of kind of like strength and style and modesty. It was very working man kind of protective wear. It was very practical. You know, it started out very practical. Even in the middle medieval times, you know, people would wear that chain mail and it would chafe your neck. So they would wear these like kind of turtleneck things under that so that it wouldn't, you know, 
scratch their neck. Some of them turned into these kind of ruffle, ruffles up the neck, which was kind of like a status thing. And it was all often like hiding health conditions. But I find it really interesting that I have completely changed my mind about them. I, I wear them all the time. I find them to be very chic and stylish. You know, the 70s, like the Black Panthers wore them. You know, independent women wore them. They were kind of anti-establishment. You know, in the 40s and 50s, Jane Mansfield made them more feminine and sexy and bohemian and Audrey Hepburn and all these kind of cool like action stars like James Bond and Charles Bronson. In the 80s, they became uncool. And this is where I think I, because I grew up in the 80s, in the 80s in particular, that decade, they were apparently like out, you know, they were out of style. And I think because that was such a prominent decade for me because I was growing up, I just, that's when I didn't like turtlenecks. I just want to do a little shout out to the old turtleneck. And I'm so glad that the pandemic has turned my mind around on these because um, I appreciate them very much. Interesting. I will say, uh, first of all, I love turtlenecks. always have. I have lots of turtlenecks. I mean, it, it it's weather appropriate, sure. right? And like the wrong turtleneck, you're like, Ugh, stifling. I don't like it. Yeah. You know, I'm, you know, I'm going to um, strangle myself. But, but uh, you know, even in the 80s, like, oh my God, I'm thinking of like all my class pictures, like turtlenecks for days. Oh, yeah. I, I don't remember turtlenecks ever being out. <laughs> I think some people just like the way they feel or mm-hmm. look and other people don't. But uh, yeah, I, I didn't know they've they, they ever had a slump. I know, but, isn't that uh, funny? I just, I bought a sweater, well, I was going to say the other day. It was my birthday. It was last October. Uh-huh. That's the last time I bought a sweater. But it was like this brown sweater with like a exaggerated turtleneck, you I know, like where it's, it's a big old cowl neck yeah. kind of thing. And I love that thing. I mean, I'm not going to be able to wear it this summer, but I've been getting lots of use of, uh, with it over the winter and it's just... It's just like extra material. It's great. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. I feel a little guilty that I that I thought they were creepy back in the day. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've never once been like, ooh, creepy person because they're wearing a turtleneck. But uh, I don't know. I mean, a black turtleneck, I will never not have that in my wardrobe somewhere. It's and like, neither ah, it's so versatile. Will Steve Jobs, he will always There you go. Have that. Yeah, exactly. Look at Steve Jobs. He was onto something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of being onto something, we want to take a moment to thank our patrons. And you know what? We're at we're at 103. 103 patrons. Woo. That's at patreon.com slash have such a good day. If you enjoy the show and you're not yet a patron of ours, it is not mandatory, but boy, would we appreciate it. It's our bread and butter. It's how we keep this community alive. And we we were joking about palindromes in last episode. I want to say, if we get, what is it, eight more patrons, we'll be at 111 patrons, which is, a, is palindrome. a fun palindrome. We're not asking for much. Just eight of you. <laughs> eight of you that are listening right now. It's like, oh my gosh, why do they always talk about Patreon? Just maybe consider dollar a month. I mean, you can obviously contribute more if you want, but dollar a month. Hopefully uh, that won't break the bank. And we could get to a palindrome number of patrons, and your girl Sarah would be very happy about that. Oh my god, what if we got to 111 patrons on episode 99? That Oh my god. That would be like a mind-blowing... Like, I almost peed myself. That'd be so fun. <laughs> yeah. I actually really have to pee right now, so, so it wouldn't be that hard, but I almost did. <laughs> so anyway, I love uh, how much again, you like palindromes. It's very love endearing. Them. It's it's symmetry at its finest. Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com slash have such a good day. Thank you in advance. And by the way, new patron and 
first of all, I, we don't always just like list everyone's full names because no. you know privacy or whatever. But Bill, Bill Baggins, <laughs> I love your name. Um, I. <laughs> Don't know if you're a hobbit or not. I don't know if this is coincidental. I don't know if you're kidding. I don't care. But we're very glad to have you. You are our new patron. Um, so I guess you're 103 at, as far as our number counts. That is counts. a fun name to say, Bill Baggins. I mean, I wonder, do you, have, do you have big hairy feet? I mean, do tell. I, yeah, do you live under a hill <laughs> in New Zealand? Do you live in a grassy knoll with a round know. door? Are you looking for a ring? <laughs> I'm afraid it's not here in the show, but you know we're, we 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 support you. Hey, we support all our patrons. Thank you so much, oh, we uh, so Bill. Do. Shout out thanks, to you. thanks for joining the group, and and for anybody who's at the five dollar per month and up level, join our Discord if you haven't already. It's a lively little conversation. We talk about everything, sometimes show related, sometimes not. So yeah, thanks to everybody who who yaks with us and and keep it coming. Yeah, I mean the the Discord has really been on like. A level lately I'm I'm actually I got to catch up because I think there was a lot of action the last couple days and I've been so crazy busy so I'll get back to all y'all uh, and the conversations going on in there but it's really fun it's a nice kind of ongoing conversation and no pressure you can take a week and not say anything or a month and then you kind of come back and you know there's there's absolutely no expectation so come and join our little community indeedy by the way if you're not following us on instagram and twitter at hsgd show <laughs> is our handle in both places uh we try to you said that very well thank you uh listen it's a labor of love here and we just you know every all support is so appreciated, even if it's just telling a friend who might enjoy the show as well. Um, that is super helpful to us. So again, thank you to everybody. You're the best. But Heather, I believe on this uh, on this eve of Le Weekend, <laughs> we're, we're about done here. Oh, we are. And you know what? I'm going to try to spend as much of my weekend as possible in my matching PJs under my weighted blanket that you gave me. Well, I, I can't wait. I'm glad. I I don't know. I don't know what the weekend holds. Uh, weekends, what are they even anymore? <laughs> but I'll probably um, look at my financial planning spreadsheet that I kind of stopped looking at a couple of days ago because I was like, I'm too busy to think about money. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, money. Oh, so spreadsheets. I'll, I'll probably go back to that. Uh, that so sounds pray, fun. pray for me. But, uh, I yeah, will pray for you. Thank you. In my I, turtle I need it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back next week with episode 90 of Have Such a Good Day. Wow, How about Sarah. that? It wow. is the slow climb to one honey. And one honey. Until next week, I'll remain Sarah. And I'll be Heather forever. Have such a good day. Goodbye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.